I'm ready to review this movie with the exaggerated swagger of a black teen. I just punched the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't cut I'm, it. Keep it all. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm keeping all of that. Your shoes are untied. Yeah, I know. It's a choice. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Miles. I got. Did you think I was talking to you? Shoes were untied. I wasn't talking to you. I was quoting the movie. I was quoting the movie. Respectable. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, on that note, uh, welcome to our Into the Spider Verse episode. Uh, We have a very special guest today, Miles Wilkie. Welcome. Might as well be Miles Morales. Like. Mm Mm-hmm. So technically. I was a background in the other Spider-Man movie, and as the black person in that Spider-Man movie, I think I'm canonically the MCU Miles Morales, because I am Miles. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's canon. It's canon. Uh, what, uh, you were background for what uh, Spider-Man movie? Far From Home? Uh, Far From Home, yeah. Far From Home, amazing. I didn't know that. Fun fact. Nope. Was it that one? Yes, it was. It was, was it the one where he's going all around the world? Yes, but I was not all around the world. It was right, you were in New York. The moment where he was in America. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Amazing. Um, so yeah, Miles, we're going to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. Um, also, just to note, uh, Hunter is not in this episode because he is sick. He's got the spider tingles. So uh, he'll be back for our No Way Home episode, our very ambitious episode where we have like three guests. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> it'll be um, the ultimate crossover. It'll be the ultimate. And COVID and exactly. He won't have COVID. We'll talk No Way Home. Uh, it, it's the most ambitious NYC Actors Talk film crossover yet. Woo. Uh, woohoo. Woohoo. And you'd better not talk Spider-Man No Way Home now because I still have not been able to get tickets. I don't know what's happening. As we're recording this, I have seen the movie. And you have not. Not even a little. Not even a little bit. <laughs> You've only seen it uh, none a bit. Not a lot, 0%. some would say. That Was that English? I don't know. <laughs> Overrated language. Who cares? Um, but yes, but today we're talking about Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it came out in 2018. Big year for superhero movies. Not only did this come out, but Infinity War um, and Aquaman. So this was a, a big year for superhero movies. Um and this obviously won the Oscar for Best Animated Film. Uh, it is a Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Oh, you didn't know that? This is something you're going to learn about me as we watch, as we uh, go through this. I don't know anything, especially about movies, weirdly. <laughs> this is like the one that, not even that I know anything about it, but I just really enjoy it. And I think that's something special about it. I think um, I, 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 not I think, I do love that, Miles, that, what you just said. I love that. Yeah, so you, we, for the viewers at home, you'll get someone just like you and just an uneducated opinion. Exactly, and just like the message of the movie, anyone can be anything. Anyone. Hey, Miles is just like you guys. Me, I don't know. But, <laughs> but Miles, he's just like you. Uh, and that's the whole point of the movie, too. Miles Morales is just like you. There's a log line, if I've ever seen one. That's going to be our emotional through line, Miles. You can see it. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Miles uh, Long. Through Miles line. Long. Ooh. I had to get it out of the way yeah. because I can't let anyone else say it. Anyway. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which you may or may not know, did the 21 Jump Street movies. I did not know that. Um, they directed those movies. They directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Lego movies. So they, you know, it's that kind of humor, you know, it's the, all those movies have the same kind of like humor that I really dig, but also introspective, like kind of heart to them, even though they're like comedies. I would have never, but now that you say it, I totally see it. But like, as someone who doesn't know what, who directs things, I would have never like pegged them as being the same person because they're all like completely different ideas but like no that totally does read and yeah my issue with animated movies i never think of them as having directors because like i think of directors as people who go like hey go over there walk around and cartoons don't you don't have to do that no you don't have to tell them shit they just do it they just do it (laughs) but yeah so they um phil lord wrote this movie 
and Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced this movie, but they were very hands-on with it. You, as, as we were just talking about, their kind of vision and style, it, it's, it's all here, you know, but it's, but it's directed by a few people. Yeah, Bob Parachetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, which I think uh, is a, a white dude. Uh, but yeah, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but the but yeah, just as you said, Miles, like they they got a lot of voices for this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, producing wise, writing wise, directing wise, it's all just like a soup of of really different creative people, and I and I love that. So yeah, let's talk about the movie itself, Miles. Uh, what's your relationship with this movie? What are your thoughts on it? So, I, it's. It's hard to say, because this seems like just the obvious, but it's underrated how important this feeling is. I am black, my name is Miles, and like, seeing this movie was such a like, cool experience in a way that's like hard to explain. Like when your name is Michael, and you see a Michael in like every movie, and you're just like a normal white guy, you're like, oh, Michaels are just in movies, but like, when you see a black Miles in a movie and that's like who you are and you've never seen that and he's like doing flips and like being cool it's like inclusion is important that's what I'll say and like this movie has been one of my favorite probably my favorite superhero movie that I've especially of this like crop of recent superhero movies but probably ever like our good friend David Leon this is probably my Spider-Man 2 to him. Past and future guests of the show? Yes, yes. I kind of love this movie more than any other superhero movie ever. For a million reasons, which we can get into now or also later. Um, and probably will do both. A little bit of both, yeah. Everything about it from, like, the art direction, from the, like, performances. It, it's one of the few movies that, like, really feels like a comic book. And, like... I read comics, and, like, that's one of the things that I've always felt was, like, lacking in comic book movies, is that, like, they feel like their own thing, which is a cool thing, but, like, none of them read, like, reading a comic and, like, capturing that yeah. experience, which is, like, a super unique thing, and I think this movie is, like, as close as you're gonna get to it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I adore this movie. I, uh... It's also probably one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. I uh, I'm so glad you you talked about your, your your kind of personal experience with it. That's amazing, and I think that's kind of the gift that this movie brings to everyone, you know, all kinds of people in the world that maybe didn't fe feel as seen before in in these types of movies when they watch these kind of movies, and yeah, and, and as you said, like the animation is so vibrant, and and just the action is like you feel every punch, you feel you you feel like you're there, you're following like every certain movement, and it just feels like different, you know. It just feels different than like almost any other superhero movie because one, it's animated, you can do anything the hell you want, which is also just like for me, like when I see like even superhero movies that I love, now I after especially after this movie, I'm thinking, oh well, this was great and all, but it would have been better animated. Because then, it, because if it's when it's animated, it actually feels more like a comic book. It has a style to it. It, it feels like even more like a vision, you know, visually, and you, you know, it can make you feel so much with just imagery. It's it's amazing. And I yeah, so I I I adore this movie. It has so much to say about Spider Man. It has so much to say about Miles Morales, just himself as a as a person, as a character, as a human. Um, and uh, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's probably the funniest Spider-Man movie. It's the most visually interesting Spider-Man movie. And once again, it, it, even though obviously it has a lot of fans, you know, not not everyone, you know, immediately turns to this as like, is this the best Spider-Man movie? And in my humble opinion, it is. And I I I just love everything that it, it's doing. It, it's just one of the the best superhero movies. Yeah. I think something that you you're talking about it being funny. A lot of people think of like Marvel movies as being like too funny and like too many right. jokes and i think the thing that makes this movie like so different from it's not funny in a like wordy way or a quippy way no, where like, it's just like it's oh like let's have this serious moment and then the character will like make a joke to like undercut everything yeah it's like with this movie it's always like 
the situation that is the comedy. It's this character is being put in a situation, like an awkward teen is being put in a situation where he has to talk to a girl, but he also is sticky now. Like, that is the comedy, not like a funny little one-liner from Chris Pratt, who we all, do we like him anymore? I don't know, I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, and that's like another thing, like, this movie feels like it was not... Oh, I guess it wasn't, because it was, it was Sony, right? This is a Sony Yeah, this is strictly Sony. Of... This is not, like, Disney or MCU or anything like that. Okay. So that's why I'm really excited for Kevin Feige to kind of let his hand free. Because I feel like there are a lot of really interesting superhero stories and, like, ways to tell it. But, like, the superhero fatigue we're getting now is really just, like, Feige fatigue. Yeah, it's because even though I love some Marvel movies, and as a whole, I think, you know, I think I, I enjoy them immensely, but but they all kind of feel the same after a while. And I think that's the problem, is that we're not, not that we're not getting good quality, it's just that they're all feeling the same. Yeah, like they make all of those movies very well, but they're all what they are. Yeah. And like, the thing that separates the, those movies and like, this movie especially to me like even if i think of like black panther um which is like another mostly like black led movie that i more or less enjoy it's not like awesome but i like i enjoy it oh yeah me too no one attack me because i don't think it's like the best movie no i i kind of agree with you even though i think it has like amazing moments as a whole yeah i don't don't think it's like an amazing movie even though it has like amazing parts in it like chadwick like uh, michael b jordan yeah yeah, like obviously Chadwick is like amazing in that part. Yeah, of like, course. Is, like, he's iconic. I mean, I've already I've said this in other episodes, but like Chadwick just in that one movie, he's like an iconic superhero that kids look up to. Yeah. And the, but the thing that separates like the characterizations of those two like of uh Miles and uh is that like Miles is a character who you're supposed to relate to and like he's of course, there are moments in Black Panther where, like, he struggles and, like, has his thing, but he's, like, still a ruler of an African... Yeah, and the, and the city... And the... Sorry, I, I mean, the, the suit is, like, a little too perfect. And it's, a, like, it can kind of, like, I don't know, go through all this stuff. Like, it can, you know, uh, it can take a lot of damage. And it's, like, after a while, it's, like, oh, so you're basically indestructible. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, Black Panther to me wasn't about the character or like his experience as a black person in the same way that like that this movie is and i think that that's like really what separates it for me is being like the most i guess blade is good too but like the most iconic like black superhero movie as well absolutely yeah i uh yeah let's talk about miles morales in general in this movie and and talk about kind of uh his journey in this movie because i think once, once again, like every, everything's so good here. It, it's such a tight movie that you know it's barely. I don't even think it's two hours, which is like a miracle, <laughs> because like every superhero movie is like two hours plus, and this one's like a tight, a tight hour and fifty-five, I think, something like that. And it's just like every scene has a purpose. Every scene, you know, that you see in the beginning pays off later. It's just kind of like, it makes screenwriting look so easy. <laughs> in a good way. In a great not, way. Are you saying that it's not easy to write a spectacular film? I feel like... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's pretty easy to me. I don't know, you know. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm me, after all. But, um, but uh, no, I mean, like, everything's just so so uh meticulous and and specific and purposeful even when they're joking you know as we kind of mentioned already like even the jokes it you know sometimes get really fulfilling uh callbacks and payoffs later but yeah so miles morales we kind of start the movie with like chris pine by the way as spider-man which is amazing um that was chris pine Um, and he's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I know. I love it. Miles, you're like, what? Dang. This is, this is what's good about not knowing anything about movies. When people, like, tell me things, I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, that was him. Hmm. But, so he's, uh, he's our Spider-Man in this, in this universe. And he's just talking about, like, 
you know, this is what it's like to be Spider-Man. And once again, it feels like a comic book. Like, he's talking to you. Or, you know, it's a thought bubble, whatever, narration. But, like, it, it doesn't feel, like, off. It just feels like, yeah, this is the world of, of this Spider-Man. And so, like, we see, like, yeah, you know, he's been Spider-Man for a while now. You know, he can, you know, he's saved the city so many times. He's a great person. He helps the people. And he gets back up every time. You know, like, every villain he fights or any struggle he faces he always gets back up and that's such a core thing about spider-man david leon mentioned in our spider-man 2 review that that was like maybe a problem with the movie that it talks about that too much but honestly i don't agree because i think this movie like even though it just because you'd say something meaningful that is like purposeful for the movie doesn't mean it's like too much you know yeah. they say uh great power great responsibility like 90 million times in every other spider-man movie so this movie gets to have a quote i think yeah exactly like if we're if you know and, and i obviously we do hear that line a couple of times but really i think that's like kind of his motto in this movie miles it's like you gotta keep getting back up you gotta get back up and it and and i love that and and so we cut, you know, and we're like, you know, this Chris Pine Spider-Man's like, I'm Spider-Man, and I'm the only one, and then we cut to Miles. And it's just like a beautiful little thing that we don't get a lot in superhero movies anymore. We're like, yeah, it's the introduction scene, right? And we see this character, but it's not him, like, doing something, like, terribly heroic or terribly, like, I don't know, like, here he is. It's more like small, quiet moment of just him listening to music and like drawing and you know making art and I, what I love too is like you know he's listening to the song and he's doing what we all do and when we're listening to a song we're, we don't really sing all the words we're just kind of like my place and I'm a wreck and it's like whoa perfect like you know what I mean like that's already just in the first scene He's so relatable. And let's talk about his performance in this character as a whole in the movie. So, like, I love uh, Shamik Moore. I believe that's the, uh, the actor's Shemeek name. Moore, he's, he was in some show that I almost know what it is. But uh, he was so good. Yeah, he's a, it's a great vocal performance. Uh, he's a great Miles Morales. Um, we're not necessarily, like, ranking his Spider-Man with the other Spider-Man we've been talking about. But... But if we were, I, I'd put him really high up there. Um, maybe just, you know, on the same level as, like, Tobey Maguire, for example. Um, just just in the way, like, he's so human and sincere and charming and he struggles and we feel that struggle, but we also feel when he succeeds. And it's just, like, everything you want in a superhero and, and also everything you want in a superhero performance even even though it's a vocal thing and people still to this day are like oh but it's like a vocal thing like how impressive can that be it's super impressive it's, it's so impressive yeah, like yeah when you have no physicality to like show what you mean when you say things like those kind of vocal performances can be like twice as hard yeah and i love that you know the animation is just so good too because like when they're moving, like, you, you can tell, like, and, and this is what they did, like, behind the scenes, they, like, studied, you know, like, the animators doing, like, real, like, human movement and real, like, expressions, so they have something to work off of. And so that's why all the expressions, even though it's cartoony and out of this world, like, it still feels like someone talking, like, the way, like, the people actually move and, and, and everything. It's, it's amazing. And, like, every frame of the animation is, like you could take it out and make a panel out of it, which is what I love. So, oh, my dog is barking. But it's okay. Because he's excited and he loves this I movie. know. <laughs> um, every panel of, like, and every, like, shot individually is its own, like, complete image, which is, like, super special, especially if you look, like, at a live-action movie where, like, you can't really orchestrate that to, like, that extent where everything looks like its own thing. But, like, in this movie, you could take any screenshot and, like, kind of know what the feeling is which is super special yeah the possibilities are endless you could literally do anything and you can make everything look like anything and it's just beautiful cinema your overall thoughts on on Shamik Moore and and uh, as Miles Morales I think so as like someone who read the Miles Morales comics when they were like coming out I Miles is one of my like favorite of these like what if Spider-Man characters just because like the thing I've never liked about Spider-Man 
is that like he's very woe is me but he's also like a white guy who goes to NYU it's like <laughs> I never not that I could never relate to him because of course there are like aspects of Peter Parker that are like universally relatable about like being bullied and like not believing in yourself but like when you have a character who like actually has these roadblocks and like you see them like throughout the movie they do a great job of like in a super subtle way but like in a very real way like showing the various kinds of ways in which like the expectations of like what someone who is like black in this world like they're what they're able to expect of themselves is like shifted at so many different point i wrote notes on this somewhere um <laughs> they talk about gentrification they talk about the nature of like city school segregation like in the first like two minutes of this movie and so like that's the thing i've always loved about miles is that you really actually get more of a reason as to why he feels like he like can't believe in himself and like how he grows into being able to believe in himself by becoming spider-man and like that's how it was in the comics as well and they captured it so well with this like performance and in this short runtime really getting that whole arc so yeah and of course shumik moore's performance was stunning my dog was annoying but he loved it because like for our first time uh vocal like vocal performance like that is wildly impressive to be able to like actually be the casual teenager that so many movies like try to capture like there are not very many movies that like convincingly play teenager but like this was one but also i i love the way that shameek moore uh plays plays up the character's anxiety where like actually i think for the first time in maybe any spider-man movie uh spider sense and and like the beginnings of when you're first like bitten as spider-man it it finally shows spider sense as like a allegory for anxiety or or like growing or like puberty you know where like you're sticky and like you know they've always like maybe sort of touched on in the other movies but this one like actually plays it right quite literally puberty and anxiety and i love it like spider sense and and being sticky you know the start of spider-man that's like perfect and we've never actually done that before and so that's great um there's one thing that makes me think of puberty it's being sticky all right get get out Uh, get out miles you're very naughty just to set up a little bit like you know he has the relationship with his dad played by uh brian tyree henry uh from you know um uh, it seems like everything but uh but he was he was on uh uh atlanta for example he's great in atlanta um and he plays a great dad here i mean we'll talk about their relationship more uh later but i i love his performance in it and uh, i love how he plays the kind of strict kind of side to this character to to uh to jefferson um that that's the character's name and but also how he plays the sensitivity of his character too where like yeah he's strict and he hates spider-man and he's a little like you gotta do this miles but he can also be so vulnerable and so open with his son and so like I don't know what to say right now. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do this. No, no, no. I think it's like... No, I... Quite literally. No, no, no. That was... <laughs> no, that's literally the character. No, no, no. I, I was playing... I was playing up the moment. He was so... I was acting. I was acting. Um, But no, like, how literally the character of Jefferson is like, I don't know how to do this. I, I'm i sorry, Miles. Uh, I, You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good dad to you. And I... I and he is a good dad. But, like, you know, he there's always that kind of vulnerability and that, you know, sensitivity of like, did I just do the right thing here? And so I love how Brian, Brian Tyree Henry plays both of those sides, which a, a character that could be just really one note, like just the, the mean father. Instead, he's one of the best characters of the movie. And it's great because, and like, this is one of the reasons why, like, I could tell immediately that like 
actual black people were involved in the like creative decisions behind this movie because like there's a thing where like I'm trying to think of exactly how to word this mentorship in black community is like such an important thing in a way that like especially for like black men more so than like I feel in a lot of other places because like there's such a target on a lot of black men in so many different situations and there's there are a lot of different kinds of like male mentors and we like really see like the prime example of like both extremes in like the father and uncle Aaron and it it really reads true to like anyone who's experienced that is that like sometimes you'll have someone who like really wants to make sure that you're adjusted to society and like ready to succeed and like will push you to like go beyond whatever like expectations you might have for yourself which is like a valuable thing to have in one way but then at the same time there's someone like uncle aaron who would like create a space where you can actually feel comfortable and like escape the society that is not treating you well and like says that you can do something completely outside of the expectations that like are already set for you by the world and like so it's there are these like two different kind of mindsets and how you're supposed to like raise someone and teach someone to become a man and grow up and I think they captured that really well that distinction between like succeed in society because you can do it and also enjoy your own life and like ignore society that doesn't care about you so it's they really captured that super well and that's what i really enjoyed about both of those characters absolutely that's beautiful miles that's exactly it i mean that's exactly the the miles relationship with his uncle and his father i mean like yeah let's talk also about um mahershala ali as aaron uh, uncle aaron so uh he's not in the movie a lot obviously but like the 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 few scenes that he's in it's like brilliant and you you kind of perfectly already said like why you know Aaron's relationship with Miles works where it's like yeah it's reckless and you know they're breaking the law and they're like doing whatever they want but it's also there's a, a side of it like well you're doing what you want though and you're happy and like you know so the, it's it once again it's not one note Uncle Aaron could have easily just been like a bad guy that's like come on Miles <laughs> let's be selfish but instead it's like when they when they when they draw that thing uh, on the wall and they work together and they and they do that and then they they both just kind of sit down and and look at it and then Uncle Aaron's like yeah this is exactly what you got to be doing Miles and it's like see this is it there's a truth to this side too there's it's once again it's not black and white I love it and like what's great a spoiler alert for a movie for the Swerve because there are so many like amazing swerves in this movie like they like just keep coming where you're surprised but like when Aaron turns out to be the prowler it's like it kind of even hu humanizes the villains in a lot of ways yeah i a question before you keep going did did you did you know that he was the prowler i ha i did not even have a guess i only knew that because i know of the comics i don't even read the comics really but i just know that like he becomes it so yeah. I, on on that front, I, I wasn't surprised, I but it's interesting so that you were, you know. Yeah, it's been so long since I read it. I like, I was like, oh, I'm sure they're getting along really well. And, <laughs> then, and the movie sets up these twists so well that like, even even the twists that are like conceptually obvious, like with uh, Olivia Octavius instead of like Otto Octavius, where it's like that is probably what it is it's like you knew it still manages to like get you like it still works as a twist even when you do know like i watched like when i watched absolutely yeah and as someone who already knew that he was the prowler it still plays so well yeah because they like genuinely treat him as like a real sympathetic character which they do a great job of with like all the villains like i know the family uh i want to save my family and that's why i'm making a giant death laser is like <laughs> a kind of common trope actually but like yeah this is one of the few times where like 
because it tied in with the rest of the whole theming of family that like you really did kind of feel for poor Kingpin and like they did a really great job of humanizing all of the characters in a way that you don't get to see that often in these Marvel movies. Absolutely. Let's talk more about the villains for a second. Yeah, I mean like oh uh, yeah, we got the Prowler, we got Aaron Davis and we'll talk a little bit more about where the character goes later. But yeah, let's talk about Wilson Fisk for example. So, you know, this Spider-Man's fighting Green Goblin and it's like Wilson Fisk has this multiverse machine thing. Um, and we find out later in the movie it's because he wants to bring his family back. And that's why he says to Spider-Man earlier in the movie, like, it's not always about the money, Spider-Man. And so to take this villain, who for the most part is very one note, and intentionally so. Like, you know, he's, he's just like the worst gangster. guy ever. He's a, the biggest gangster, lit quite literally. <laughs> um, but he's Gabagool. Like and that's like what he's been for, like, comics forever. Yeah, besides <laughs> Daredevil, he's pretty much just like... <laughs> uh, the daredevil tv show i mean yeah. where he's absolutely fantastic in that show but like but in this yeah there's a layer of it too where like yeah he's he's the worst but also there's a sympathetic like ooh, i made a huge mistake and i want to take it back so bad but but the problem is that he unlike miles he doesn't put in the work to make it right instead he wants a quick fix and that's why when he's at the very end of the movie, when he's fighting Spider-Man uh, and he's caught again by another Vanessa and, and his kid, it's like, wow, so you you just made the same mistake again and you'll never learn. Yeah. They really... And... Yeah, it's they. you really captured exactly, like, what makes this such a, like, standout performance. Like, I am generally sick of giant death lasers in my superhero movies oh yeah me too at least yeah. three in every movie but <laughs> there's gotta reason, be three miles <laughs> there's gotta be there's one in the beginning and then there's like one in the middle kind of but they stop it and there's one at the end that destroys the city but like this one gets a pass because like i feel like there's actually a reason for it to be like a giant laser and there's like a reason for it to be a transportation and it was i don't know and also I mean, it's not the, that's not the whole point of the plot Exactly. Unfortunately, with some of these movies, it's like the, all they talk about is the giant laser, and they don't have like moments where they're just like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> you know, or the or the, or they're you know, instead they're like, "Let's get the tesseract. Let's get this. That's what we're talking about. That's all we're going to be talking about." And 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 the worst kind of those movies, like that's just the movie. And but in this movie, it's so much of a not an afterthought, but it's so much of a like, okay, it happened. Yeah. We're moving on now. We're going like, to like just talk as people. That we're using to do the thing that we want to do. Exactly. And then at the end, it's just kind of like, we got to stop it. That's really it. I mean, like, there, there's no, like, ex exposition scene. Like, that's a big thing. And like, hey, guys, we got to stop it. Come on. Uh, like, there's, uh, the, if, those, if those moments happen in the movie, it's, like, very, 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 very brief. And they, and they themselves comment on how kind of trope a death yeah. laser is in these kind of movies. That's one, another thing about this movie that I really, this movie may, is self-referential in the way that Deadpool wishes it was. <laughs> that's good. No, that's, that's true. I mean, as, as someone who likes the Deadpool no, movies, like, like that's, Deadpool. that's, that's exactly movie. it though, Miles. Yeah. I think it was a funny movie, but like this, when Deadpool makes like references, it's like. An inside joke, like a wink, wink to the audience, but like this is kind of like a wink to the universe and to like the larger existence of Spider-Man, and I think that like that kind of really creates the backdrop, because like this story is kind of about it being like a super meta thing. Like Deadpool was never is never about that. It just kind of is an added thing that is a distraction usually. So I've always really. That's something that I really found special about this movie, especially in comparison to like other... I hate comparing it to other Marvel movies constantly, but it's all you can kind of do. When yeah, absolutely. And when Peter B. Parker's like, oh, don't worry, he's going to talk about... He's going to say, you got 24 hours! And then Wilson Fisk does that immediately. Like, like it's perfect. It's Once again, it's not too much where it's like Deadpool, like, winky, winky. But instead, it's like... It actually works with the character of Peter B. Parker, and we'll talk about him soon, but, like, how he's just like, hey, um, I've done this so many times. <laughs> like, I know exactly what's going to happen here, and then it happens, and he's like, see? <laughs> and it's, like, perfect. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, so Leave Schreiber, brilliant as Wilson Fisk. Um, uh, uh, Mahershal Ali, brilliant as Uncle Aaron. Um, and Catherine Hahn, 
as Doc Ock or uh, Octavia uh, or uh, Olivia uh, Olivia Octavia. Olivia Octavia. Um, and she, once again, not as much in the, like, it's not really her movie or anything, but she shows up a few times and it's just brilliant. She has this kind of like, oh, how you doing, Peter? Come here, I'm going to kill like you. Soccer mom and it's, <laughs> she captures the, like, Doc Ock was like a good person, but like kind of has a screw loose now aspect that is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, she seems pretty irredeemable in this that I love, where like it's not even like exactly. it's not even like in Spider Man 2 where it's like the chip in the back of his head that's like yeah. making him kind of evil. Like it seems like she just like loves what she's doing and she just wants to kill everyone, and it's great. Like once again, like, like these loves, these villains don't have to be so like genuinely, yeah, like, so genuine. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like she doesn't care, and I love that. Like, yeah, soccer mom energy, but also she can be scary, and I love that. Yeah. And I love that how she can play both of those things well. And I hope she's in the next one. I have a feeling they'll bring her back. She's not dead, dead. I don't think. Um, they could easily bring her back. So I, I think like that'd be that'd be awesome. But also, it, even if it's that's not the case, she's great in this movie, and she's a great like kind of secondary villain that's really kind of the brains of it all actually like it's really her collider it's really like her like idea to like make this death ray thing you know this this crazy uh ray and yeah she's she's fantastic in it um uh, uh really oh, used I'd well that they were making a second movie you just yeah across the spider-verse you haven't seen the trailer yet oh <gasps> There was I didn't even know that trailers were coming. I had just Well, I know what you're doing after this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like used really well in this movie. Uh Catherine Hahn as uh Doc Ock. So let's talk about Peter B. Parker. Um uh played wonderfully, I think. Oh uh, yeah, just a great idea in general. Played by Jake Johnson, uh who's in New Girl and a bunch of other things, but I don't haven't really seen any of that stuff. I don't know if you have Miles. Have I seen New Girl? Is that the one that's the musical? Nope, that's crazy. no ex-girlfriend. I have not seen it. Um, well, he's in all that stuff, but I, I really only know him from this for the most part, I think. But he's great in this. He's a great voice for this kind of worn-down Peter Parker, where it's like, it's Peter Parker, and he's still a good person and all that, but he's really, like, kind of given up. <laughs> and I love that, like, you know, in that uh, montage where we introduce him, it's like the same kind of intro with the other Spider-Man in the beginning of the movie, but it's like, yeah, so I did this and this and this and this, and then I and then I buried Aunt May, and then I divorced, got divorced, and uh, yeah, here I am, and uh, I'm depressed, <laughs> and and so he gets sucked sucked into the portal thing, and he meets Miles, and we're kind we kind of have this have this back and forth with him and Miles where it's like you got to stop this thing, oh, okay, you know what, I'll do it. But, like, you know, my, my best work happens when I do it, like, last minute anyway. So, like, he'll do it, but, like, he he's not excited about it. He's not enthused, invested. He's more just like, well, I got to do it, so whatever. And until he is convinced by... He is convinced by Miles and the whole overarching narrative of the story, you got to get back up, and you got to keep... You can't just give up on yourself. Yeah, and Miles kind of makes... Uh, lets him relearn that. Yeah. They both teach each other things. Uh, I in the that first like is it not the first? It's like the second ish scene where they're like walking around in like a weird rotating three dimensional like super upside down yeah. sideways every direction. World. Yeah, what could be just like a boring you know exposition scene between two characters? Instead, it's like so fun. Yeah, whenever anything like could be boring, they always add like. A completely different unique like even just physics based way of making it look interesting which is something I really really love about this movie is that like every shot is so dynamic in such a unique way but anyway yeah P.U.B. Parker such a cool idea twink spider-man is over I am here for middle-aged spider-man forever <laughs> I think every version of this spider-man is like some of my favorite versions because they're all they all have their own yeah and we'll talk about them because there's a lot uh but yeah peter b i i love jake johnson here he he plays this kind of sarcastic energy really well where where like once again he'll do what he's got to do but like he'll always be kind of 
petty about it or kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'll do it. And it's like, uh, that's great. And like the the way he plays off of Miles is is super great where, you know, we kind of already talked about how they both kind of need to learn something from each other, which is why the relationship works so well. If he was just like a perfect Spider-Man figure, like in the beginning of the movie, the, that other Spider-Man who dies, um, it would be boring. And it would be like every other superhero movie ever. But instead we get this 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 spider-man that doesn't want to necessarily get up and i love that where like you know it's an interesting relationship it's not it's it's not easy you know and that's why when it when it turns and it becomes this really satisfying thing their relationship it's like beautiful and 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 uh and we'll we'll get more about their like character moments later but yeah i love his performance he he plays yeah sarcastic but also by the end, like warm and like and and so emotionally charged. So it's like funny and sad, but also, but also it still feels like Spider Man. Exactly. It, I, it almost feels like, and maybe this is just because I associate New York with depression. Um, <laughs> Makes he, sense. He feels like a real New Yorker. He feels like a true New York Spider Man, like someone who I would actually. That's because Spider Man. The Spider-Man movies never really felt like they were in New York to me. I don't know why, but, like, actually very few movies feel like they're in New York to me. Like... That's fair. Something about this movie really tracks as, like, being in a location. Like, every shot feels like a real place and feels like it looks like New York. And, like, Peter Parker, I've met someone like him in a diner and he (laughs) was kind of rude but he was mostly just chilling and it's like yeah they really did capture something like super specific and like super real about what spider-man can be which is what's great is that like it's every aspect potential aspect of this spider-man character and of like someone who could be put into the situation so like anyone could see themselves in this movie even a pig yeah, and speaking of pigs, uh, let's talk about all the other Spider-Men. So, uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, plays Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider-Gwen, or the, the Spider-Woman. but uh, And uh, she doesn't have as much to do as, as uh, Peter B. and Miles, but I think she's kind of the, the third most important character of the movie, yeah. I think. And so, like, she has really genuine, heartfelt moments with Miles, and I kind of like her kind of warmth but also kind of edge to her where like, you know, her whole backstory is about like, yeah, I don't do friends anymore. And, and how she's half haircut. Yeah. She's got that hair. So quite literally she has two sides of herself. Oh, get into it. Get into it. Um, but, but I love her kind of a closed offness, but also warmth and, and, and how she plays both of them so well in, in just, one scene, you know, and you know, sometimes, and uh, and and by the end, you know, she's slowly opening herself up to more to having a friend, and so when we get that moment at the end, Miles and her shake hands, and they're like, and he's like, friends, she's like, friends, and it's like, once again, it's simple but really effective. It's it's a good, it's good Spider Gwen representation. Spider Gwen representation is what we need, and it's like, it's great representation in general because like, she's. Where Miles is, like, completely... Not completely incompetent. He comes around. But, like, she kind of, a lot of times, plays the role as, like, the straight man to a lot of these characters. And, like, she's... But not in, like, a way that's, like, boring. I am no fun. It's, like, a really consistent with the character that they developed for her. So, like, everything about it... I like everything about this movie is basically the point. Um. <laughs> and as opposed to other Gwen Stacy's like in the Amazing Spider-Man movies where she's... Yeah. And I like Emma Stone in those movies, but but like she's basically just amount... She, the character, at least, of Gwen Stacy amounts to just like being fridged and, and making Spider-Man sad. And it, that's more or less it, even though there are moments in those movies that I like the chemistry and everything. But as a whole, her role is basically just like for plot. Yeah, and I don't love that. Have chemistry with Spider-Man and also to die. Exactly. Yeah, have chemistry and die. That's it. But um, but instead in this, she's her own hero. She has her own story, her own arc, her own wonderful moments. Haley Steinfeld, great job. Also, hit me up! All right. Anyway. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna I believe in you. Uh, one time one time he lent me his Lamborghini for like free. He's like a really good guy. You should really you should Who? clean him up. You did. Don't you remember this, Nick? Oh, that's right. For giving me ten thousand dollars that one time. You're such a nice, kind, gen- generous friend, and you're so rich and handsome. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Any time, man. Any time. But, uh, but let's talk about the other Spire people that are insane and hilarious in this movie. So let's first talk about, uh, let's get, let's get it out of the way. Spider-Ham, John Mulaney, hilarious. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, it's just like, it, the first time I saw him, I was like, yeah, this, this is, this seems right. This is right. Right here. <laughs> this is just perfect. I mean, there's, there's nothing much else to say. It, I love the way, like, the other Spider-Man look different like just like animation wise where like he looks like uh he looks like he's in like looney tunes or whatever and i love that and the way he's animated and the delivery of his lines perfect and the same thing goes to the other spider-man like anime spider-man a uh, pen eye uh penny parker or whatever yeah um you know she just looks like a little girl from an anime and and that's that's also perfect in its own way and we get spider new uh spider-man noir played wonderfully by nicholas cage never thought he'd be in a spider-man movie but here we are <laughs> i didn't even and know that was nicholas cage I you didn't even know it was nicholas cage look <laughs> what Nick. i just watch movies i don't know who's <laughs> in them i don't know who they play but <laughs> amazing amazing I don't know what people sound like no i love you i wish i could just be like oh wait that was <laughs> that was him was but yeah national treasure that was a good movie <laughs> <laughs> national treasure that was good um but he plays a wonderful spider-man noir here looks like he's basically like batman almost like spider-man batman where he's just like it has that that 30s look to him but also like yeah he's kind of like has that like the the delivery of his lines too are very like 30s 40s it's like once again they're not in the movie that much but they don't have to be it's not really their story but they're just like fun additions and i think all of them like visually and just like voice acting wise all of it it just like it's just a, a just a, a new flavor uh, throughout the movie and and that's what why there's never a boring moment really in this movie because we're always throwing cool stuff that work in the story at you not just like random shit to to distract you about like how shitty this plot is but it's really like let's have these funny spider-man show up but also like it works with the themes of this movie and it works with everything the movie's trying to say it's brilliant exactly because it's also like this movie is basically about family if you had to like narrow it down to one thing and like all of these like people from different places who all have like different ideas about how to do things and like what being spider-man is they all come together and be a family by the end of it as well so it's like and they all like come together to teach him the things that make them uniquely spider-man and it's like and that like compared to like miles's family who he, he like gets a growing relationship with by the end and like understands what his father's trying to do and like everyone gets their own like family at the end and yeah so it's good that there's like such a wide variety and they're like completely different people but they all come together and that's what it's all about exactly so let's let's uh let's start to wrap this up more with just like miles morales's arc in this movie so as i as we mentioned uh, a lot now you know expectations he's he's coming into his own person and he's terrified and the whole movie it's kind of like can i do this and and you know just like you know obviously he's very charming too and he's like for the people he's talking to everyone he's so uh easy to talk to and very likable but also he can be so like anxiety ridden and i think that's so key to like his arc in this movie that like he's so scared like maybe i'm not not only am i not ready but i don't think i am spider-man i don't think this is a mistake they capture that there's that there really is a difference between bravado and genuine self-esteem which is like and he always had oh this is going to be a tie-in to the very beginning of the episode the exaggerated swagger of a black team <laughs> no but like he could have bravado and like the the way to carry himself because like you get taught that but like sometimes you don't get taught how to like bring that inwards and to believe in yourself when you're like completely on your own and like when you're in a high pressure situation and that's like really what he winds up learning by being put in the highest of pressure situations which is like 
it's a perfect way to like structure something. It's like you take a kid who like sort of believes himself but like really doesn't because he's taught not to and then you put him in a situation where he literally has to to save the world and that's really all you need for any superhero movie. Yeah, all we need is just like a very clear specific like he starts from here and then he ends up here, but it also, but it, like he ends up here, but it feels earned. It doesn't feel like, oh, it has to happen, so I guess we're here. But like, really, like he, and just as I mentioned with like Tobey Maguire Spider Man and, and, and Tom Holland Spider Man in the other movies, uh, in the other episodes, but like I love how it's not easy. It's like he messes up a lot. Like, it, it, it's not just like he's he just wakes up now and he's a completely different person and he's perfect and, and he has no problems or struggles at all that's not what this movie's about he is us he's everyone we are like him we are miles miles is us miles is us miles is me quite literally quite literally <laughs> um but but uh but you know like he um he starts to really doubt himself, you know, like the, all the all the other Spider-Men are like, oh, like, get get up, Miles. Like, they're trying to test him, right? Like, can you do this? Because we're trying to get home, and if you can't do it, one of us has to stay, and that Spider-Man will die. Because we can't stay here any longer. And it's like, you have to do it, so get up. And he just can't. And so he gives up. And that's such a Spider-Man thing to do, because like any Spider-Man, the great Spider-Man of like Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland and, and Andrew Garfield, they all have moments have of moments, where they... moments of struggle and and where they give up and they think they're not enough and i i think this movie is like kind of per the perfect example of this where it's like you know he's writing that letter and uh you know like sorry but i'm i'm just tired of letting people down and i that this is when i cry because like it's just so emotionally moving i i tear up throughout the whole movie to be honest just because of how fucking brilliant it all is but but moments like that where it's like, yeah, we can just take our time and like see Miles Morales just like feel bad about himself and just feel like, ah, oh, God, I'm not enough. And it's like, so good. And I hate again to compare it to like another movie, but like he feels bad about himself and like we've seen evidence of like why he's been taught to feel that way by like through like the interactions in his life. It's not like Peter Parker where he's like, objectively this like successful smart person in high school like working at the biggest uh electric science company in the world and he's like oh i i will kind of rebuttal i will kind of rebuttal that because what movie are you talking about i don't exactly remember how i was gonna say i look just to defend the other movies a little bit uh especially the Tobey mcguire ones He's a loser there, too. It's not like he's the most successful guy he's ever, loser, either. But he's still, like, the smart guy who all the big scientists are like, you're the smart guy. I mean, that 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 is true. That's a good point. But, uh, but I, I think that in any, like, great Spider-Man story, there's a, it, it's not easy when it comes to living life. Or, or there's, there's struggles there. He's not just, like, perfect. So I, I do uh, agree with you on that sentiment. And uh, and I love you know so like he, you know all this all this stuff's happening. He finds out Uncle Aaron's a bad guy. The, the chase, brilliant chase. All, once again, all the action is just so good. Well, I could talk about it for hours, but but yeah, the action is just so well done here, well directed, so good. But um, but yeah, so like you know he's kind of at his lowest moment where like you know he doesn't know what to do. He goes back to Aunt May's house and and there's a big fight with all these villains. And, and really, the, the most important thing is, like, the Prowler's still there. He was actually following him the whole time. And it's like, oh, Miles, uh, you're still so naive and you're just not ready yet. Like, you know, he's making mistakes. You know, he he, he just thought, oh, I'm just going to walk after I had this fight or, or this chase with this bad guy and just walk away because, just because he disappeared. And so, obviously, the Prowler follows him. And, and then we get this amazing moment where, like, Peter B. is like, get out of here, kid. You're not ready. Please, you gotta go. I care. You know, because the whole movie, he's, like, pretending he doesn't. But he doesn't deep care. down, he knows. He, knows. he obviously does. Yeah, he's, he cares so much. And that's that's so Peter Parker in general. He, he can't, no matter how, like, cynical a Peter Parker is or how much he's given up, deep, deep, deep down, he's, he always still cares immensely that's the whole thing about spider-man is when someone dies on his watch he takes it so personally and everything so he doesn't want that to happen to miles so he's like get out of here um prowler gets him 
and Miles makes the decision because any other movie would be Prowler taking off the mask, uh, his mask. But instead, like Miles is like, "What do I do? What do I do?" Takes off the mask, and it's like, "Miles, it's you." And and he gets shot by Wilson, and and then you know he kind of goes to an alleyway to like, you know, uh, take care of Aaron, and and it's like this wonderful, beautiful. Uh, moving scene of, of, of both of them, you know, and, and once again, Mahershala Ali, amazing in this movie, the, um, just the way, he, once again, like, everyone has moments of vulnerability, even the bad guys, and even, so... Like, genuine killers are, like, he still obviously, like, loves and cares for his family and for this kid, which is, like, really what it's all about. Yeah. Like, it's that awesome contrast that, like, keeps this movie alive. Because, like, if he was just, like, uh... Even, even like with uh, I'm trying to remember whether the Green Goblin death was like as good. In that. I mean the uh, uh, since you're not super familiar, I uh, the Green Goblin does have two sides of him. Like he's yeah. you know struggling businessman, like, but he's also he like uh, a crazy yeah. bad guy. Yeah. But like, even still, like, I think that this movie gives him more of like a. I'm all right. I really like. Because I think doing bad things because you're crazy is different from, like, doing bad things because, like, you love your family and you, like, need to do it because it's your job and it's, like, is the money that helps you care for your family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it's something I always love about this scene is not only is it moving and I tear up every time when Aaron dies, but, like, just the way they animate crying in this movie is probably the best, like animated crying I've ever seen just the way like Miles like I'm not even gonna like do it right but just like the way they animate him just kind of like starting like no no and then just like breaking down it's so like the movements and the animation is just so realistic he covers his head and he's just like he can't deal with it and it's just like that's how we feel when something really tragic happens to us it's like what do we do <sighs> you know it's it's brilliant especially because like him not knowing what to do has been like the whole story of the movie and he was starting to like he was starting to believe that he was like I'm getting all right at the Spider-Man thing and then like he has his first big like close relationship death and like that's the moment like all that all these Spider-Men have also like gone through and then have to come out of and like so they really captured exactly how that feels perfectly I totally agree yeah, they so they abandon Miles. They're like, "Sorry, you're not ready, kid." And and Peter B is like, you know, he like kind of trips him, and he's like, "Come on, like do something. Like I I got you. You know, you got to do something. Like this is your last chance. You know, like pick yourself back up and 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 do something about it." And once again, he just can, and so he webs him up. Sorry, kid. And then we have this great scene with the dad, and I, we kind of already mentioned the vulnerability of the dad, but that's just such a moving scene too. I love at first, like he's struggling to like get out of the web, but then he, you know, just like in other moments before, when uh, you know Peter B is like, no, just let go. Don't even think about it. Just let go. Like when he's w webbed up to the or, or sticky on the ceiling or whatever before, earlier yeah. in the movie. So like he takes that in, and he's like, oh yeah, like he's struggling at first. He's like, oh yeah, wait, I just have to. Psh done i'm out and then we get the great what's up danger you know uh a scene where like he's he's finally spider-man this whole soundtrack is so great by the way oh yeah it's, it's such a unique soundtrack and it's such a like effective soundtrack and every and i guess as like a somewhat sound designer i, I mean i've never like worked on a movie full time but i've like done done smaller things and it's like the sound design is so impressive not only does like not only are there like general genre themes between characters and like like characters will have their own sound effects and sound like hits and it like all blends together in kind of like a futuristic -y soundscape but also like a super modern like real ground it just everything about this movie is good i've said it before i'll say it again <laughs> But, like, you know, that moment when he becomes Spider-Man is perfect, because not only is he just, like, it's a leap of faith, let it That's go, like... one of the best. When, when he got, and he jumps off the roof, and he could, he was scared, afraid to jump off the roof in the beginning of the movie, and then he, he jumps off the roof, and he's all cool, and he's got... And, if, and you feel, like, so, like, ah, oh, 
so good. Like, like you, you're, yeah. you're kind of feel like you're kind of like, oh, you're tearing up a bit. Like, you're, like you, you just feel everything there. I can't even express the. F I'm, I'm forgetting that this is an auditory only uh, <laughs> medium because That's I right. keep expressing with my body how that moment makes you feel. It's one of those moments in movies where like everything builds up to it perfectly, and then you're just like, Ugh. that was still. <laughs> Not even a description, but I'm sure you at home can imagine. Yeah, I think you guys got it, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so, like, you know, he takes everything he's learned from Peter, from his dad, from Aaron. Just, like, everything, and finally, yeah, he lets go, he's Spider-Man, and then he, he saves the day. And he's this, you know, really confident, well-defined Spider-Man now, you know? He... He gets his own issue. Oh, I didn't, we didn't even talk about this, but, like, the issues in the movie when they're, like, introducing Spider-Man. Like, here's this issue. And once again, any other movie, you'd be like, why are they showing issues? But, you, like, you just get it. Like, spiritually, emotionally, you're just like, once. so once he's Spider-Man, he gets his issue. Boom. We get a pile. You know, we've had all these pile of Spider-Man issues, right? These All these different Spider-Man heroes. And finally, boom, Miles is on there. And it's like, oh, perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got a, a, a big fight, but once again, it's not stupid big final fight. It's like engaging final fight because it's so visually interesting and 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 all the and there's so many payoffs that we'll talk about some of them now. But like you know, the way you know that Peter B and and Miles you know uh, you know reunite in that moment, and he's like, "Great job, kid. Do I want kids?" You know, and and and, and uh, you know they're both just like working together. You know, all of them, uh, Gwen, all of them, and, and, and all the other Spider-Man are fighting in their own ways, in their own visual styles. And it's just like, yeah, perfect. And so we, we finally, you know, we're saying goodbye to all the Spider-Men. They're all family. They all come together. They all have, like, their own, all the Spider-Men have their own individual little moment in this final fight. And then they all get their own send-off when they go. Exactly, yeah. We say goodbye to them. You know, we, we, we kind of mentioned all this stuff before. And then finally get, like, Peter B. doesn't want to go back. Like, maybe he does kind of want to sacrifice himself. And then we get that payoff. Like, he trips him just like the way uh, uh, Peter did with Miles. And he's like, you got to go home, man. And, we, and he lets go, just like Miles does by the end of this movie. Once again, relearning. And it's such a good relationship. And it's so, like, oh, perfect. And so, like, it's Wilson versus Miles get the payoff with like you know wilson's beating him down his dad's there get up spider-man and so he yeah he it's like oh it's so hard because he does like the wilson does the finishing blow like he does with the other spider-man but miles gets back up and 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 it's just like perfect he does the hey you know uh, uh <laughs> call uh pay payoff from before defeats wilson uh but at the end of the day it's not just about defeating the bad guy it's also about him and his relationship to his loved ones to the people of new york so at the end we don't end with just like he beat up the bad guy but also that not only did he make you know he he himself uh, a better person but he also made peter b parker a better person and he also finally gets that hug uh f with his dad and and that's kind of how we end the movie and it's brilliant it's like uh, as Spider-Man, but still, like he hugs his dad, and it's like he un he finally understands his dad, and and he takes his dad's advice, Aaron's advice, and just makes a perfect like middle ground. Like, no, okay, I'm gonna take all this stuff and become Spider-Man. And that's like, I'm trying to think of. Nope, never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that because I don't remember the other movies well enough. But like, <laughs> I feel like being Spider-Man is so key to like who Miles Morales like has to be like it changed like this single experience like was almost kind of like a puberty like a coming of age in a way that like i feel like even though like these modern high spider-man movies with uh, tom holland are supposed to be like him as a teenager and like doing teenager stuff like this one to me felt way more like any other coming of age because he actually like he becomes a man by the end of the movie like he understands the perspectives of everyone else around him he like is able to take charge and is able to like believe in himself finally and that's really what it's all about yeah and so we we just end with like you can wear the mask you can be spider-man too it's not just like oh you have to be perfect or you have to be peter parker you have to do be any of these things all you gotta be is authentically yourself you can be spider-man and he kind of like is talking to you 
you know, and it's it's beautiful. It's a perfect movie. Final thoughts, Miles. I'm Miles. And you're Miles. He is talking to me. Quite literally, you're talking to yourself. On that note, of rating out of ten, and your final thoughts. I give it. Uh oh oh I give it. Oh come on! I know where you're gonna give it. You're gonna give it a ten. Black people out of ten. <laughs> okay, perfect. I wish there was more freedom for other movies to be completely stylistically different. Like, even not superhero movies. I feel like movies within genres that they are are kind of just what they are, and maybe that's why I don't know anything about movies or like watch a bunch of them. Because they, when you see one, you've seen most of them except for this. Because it was totally different. And I hope that a lot of movies kind of like learn from this and are willing to like do something totally weird, like have it be animated really weird, or like just be weird. Everyone be weird and be happy. And be authentic and, and, yeah. and you know, and, and real and, and actually show maybe not just a, a white guy in spandex, but but also just like you know someone else's experience and 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 how that in and up in it of itself can be human and beautiful there it is and uh, i give it a 10 uh it's an easy 10 it's one of the best superhero movies ever it's probably my personal favorite spider-man movie which is why it's it's so funny we're doing all these spider-man movies and my favorite one is the one just with you, Hunter's not in this one. Oh well, but um, but uh, Hunter loves this movie too. Didn't love it enough to come, but but still, um, but but yeah, I, I adore this movie. The animation, the character work, the the acting, the uh, just everything it has to say about being a hero, being human, and and just being alive. I I, I would say, um, is shout just out, beautiful. Out oh, sorry. Shouts out to Stephen Sondheim. Set, oh, and on the on 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 that note, um, <laughs> on the unrelated note. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Miles Wilkie, for being such a wonderful guest. Thank you, Nick, for having me. And hey, maybe I'll edit this podcast too. Why not? And I'll make myself sound really cool. I'll bring my voice like down two octaves so i'll sound real hey you don't have to do a lot of editing brother because you already sound really cool he's too sweet to me so thank you guys for watching for listening uh we're nyc actors talk film this is our series nyc actors talk spider-man we have one more episode left no way home where we have like three guests and we're doing like one guest from each franchise besides this one Sorry, Miles. Uh, nothing personal. It's just five is five people is probably enough. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, but yeah. So stay tuned for that episode for No Way Home. Uh, uh, we have a Instagram at NYC Actors Film Pod. We have a Facebook page. We have a website NYC Actors Talk Film. We're on Spotify. We're on we're on Apple Podcasts. Say, uh, we're also on. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We do uh, YouTube clipped versions sometimes, so check out those videos. Joey Dalton, thank you so much for the amazing artwork. Um, uh, all I gotta say is, uh, a Spider Ham, hit me up! All I gotta say is, if you fall down, get back up. Remember? That's the, that's the bit, that's the line. <laughs> right. Bye, folks. <laughs>